Blog Talk Radio. Go ahead, pop off, me and my click put on. I'm like a young man, I'm here to get your bitch off. Like I'm Rick Flair, little finger to the big boss, man, a.k.a. police, get them over your head like it's all, kill these niggas, that's no problem, kill these niggas, want no problem, that chopper body like one swag, can't see you shot them like 10 cops, roll about but that shit loud, it ain't mine if that shit not, ladies hate when I rip through, but they in love with this Jake Bob, like now, say hello to my python, I'm seeing punk with that mic, y'all, she go to sleep cause my pipe bomb. Women, bless I be hurting feelings. Niggas is Curtis Sack, so my rappers like Kirk and it, And it, don't it? I'm such a charmer. Come crown it. Not talking whip, I'm thinking Lawler. Cause I'm royalty. But we talking cars, it's not a problem. Just bought two big bodies, call them Kamala and Umaga. What up? You're talking to the black guy. My gang real, but I ain't never no vampire. Look at all that ice you got on. Look at that icy title. Picking out my bill, man, cause I still feel like I'm flying Brian. Who high as I am? Who fly as I am? Life is a bitch, well, you this bitch is more than life in China. Get it? Strong ass hoe. They can say they want that smoke. Well, I'm Papa Shango. Cause I'll be hopper playing low. Get the ganja, no steamboat. And I'm fly as a crossbody, but I'm tired of saying so. So I do so with new producers and a slew of my latest verses. And I'm ruthless like roots of move or be through with you niggas first. Get back to work. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pro Wrestling Opinion Show and today we are talking about the greatest rivalries and this time it's Arn Anderson versus Barry Windham and I'm joined by one silver. What's up man? Good afternoon Logan, good afternoon. Uh, wrestling fans, and we go back to Logan's time traveling machine, and we talk about three great matches against between former members of the Horsemen, Barry Windham and Arn Anderson. Yes, indeed, and these guys have a storied uh, rivalry. Um, were they were in a very short period, right? How long were they in the Horsemen? From wow, they 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 were in the Horsemen. Okay, from. April of 1988, and then summer of 88, he jumped from Crockett from and went to the WWF. And then Anderson came back in December of 90, of 89, I'm sorry. And then Wyndham and, and Anderson rejoined the Horsemen in early 1990 until Rick Flair leaves the WWF, NWA to go to the WWF, WCW to go to WWF. The following July, and Barry Windham becomes a face. Barry Windham becomes what? A face. Yes, yes. Now, uh, let's talk about this um, first um, instance where he was in the horseman, or at least he was Was he feuding with them first before he got into the, the horseman? Yeah, he feuded with the, the, the horseman first. When Barry Windham first came into WCW, or Crockett, the second time around was early 1987, and he's like the first replacement for Magnum T.A. after Magnum T.A. gets into that horrific car accident that leaves him paralyzed. So early 1987, like January 87, is when Barry Windham leaves um, Florida to go to uh, Crockett and the NWA, and he has some great matches with Ric Flair, uh, Tully Blanchard, and Arn Anderson. 
Yeah, he was a big face then, and uh, he he had a big upside. I mean, I remember people talking about him being like the next Hulk Hogan or something, but uh, didn't really pan out like that. But he did have a good career, at least in the initial part. Um, so why don't you talk about his? So his his uh, th- this match that we're talking these three matches. Why don't you talk about what they are? All right, from August of 1987, Barry Wyndham defends against Arn Anderson. Then we go to November of 1991 on an episode of World Championship Wrestling. You have Barry Windham versus Arn Anderson. Then we go June 6, 1992. Another episode of, by the way, all, all three of these matches happened on WCW Saturday Night or World Championship Wrestling, as it was called at the moment. June 6, 1992, Barry Windham versus Arn Anderson. This time, Barry Windham is the... Is the the, the world, the WCW World Television Champion. Now the Western State Champion. What the hell was that? That in April of 1987, Crockett bought UWF from Bill Watts, and after taking over the UWF for the Western State Championship, in which Barry Windham won on a one-night tournament in May of 1987 in Houston, Texas. So is that the UWF title, just a different name? Or? It was a UWF title until December of 1987 when Crockett disbanded the UWF and it became an NWA title. I got you. So that became the Western States. It didn't seem like it lasted that long. Um, it, uh, they, you had two Western States champions. You had Barry Windham, who held it from May of 1987 to January of 88. He lost it to uh, Larry Sabisco. Who held it until they just forgot about it until the following early 1989. Hmm. So they just stopped talking about it. Um, so now we got this match here, uh, this first match that we're going to talk about, Arn Anderson versus Barry Windham uh, from, uh, w- w- this is from 1987. Yeah. yeah, I believe this happened during the Great American Bash Tours. And so this was a match shown on w, on a World Championship Wrestling Saturday night. And it was just sort of like, was where was where was the situation of uh, Wyndham and Wyndham hadn't been in the Horseman here yet, yet, right? No, no, he's a big he's a big time face, and um, Arn Anderson was right now beginning his story tag team with Tully Blanchard. Right. So yeah, of course that's a legendary tag team, and Arn Anderson, of course. Now, the, but the Four Horsemen did exist here. I mean, they had their, at this at this moment in August of '87, the Four Horsemen were Blanchard, Anderson, Flair, and Lex Luger. Right. Okay. So you got here, and Lex Luger um, was a surprise um, member too, if I, as I recall. Like he didn't, uh, he was a face for a little while, wasn't he? Well, he term? was a face, and he was the, he was the biggest uh, star in Florida at the time. And then when he came over to Crockett, he left Florida to go to Crockett. That's when um, they did the angle where uh, Flair and J.J. Dillon brought him in as an, an associate of the Four Horsemen. And then um, Ole Anderson got mad. Why we need an associate? We, we are Four Horsemen. They turned on Ole Anderson, and Luger took Ole Anderson's place as the newest member of the Four Horsemen. There you go. So... Uh, they, so now we have this match here, um, Arn Anderson going after the Western States Heritage Championship. That's uh, about a it's, a, it's a pretty short match. It's only about 15 minutes. I guess that's well, it was match. 30 minutes match. They only showed 15 minutes of it on um, on a television because it was the best 15 minutes because the first 15 minutes was basically 
rolling around on the mat. Rolling around with a, with a headlock. So the last <laughs> 15 minutes, it was it was the best part of it. See, back then when they knew they were going to the time limit draw, they would take their time to conserve their energy. And you could tell by the top of this match. Guys, use the philosophy of going after body parts. So you have here um, Anderson going after the left arm of uh, Wyndham, working on that for most of the match. Um, and then Wyndham going after, I think, his leg, right? Um, but, but but you have here... Yeah, I mean, you have here a lot of just, you know, a lot of different holds, uh, the abdominal stretch um, from Wyndham for a long time. Um, then you have that slam that um, Arn Anderson does. Wyndham does pretty well, too, where you put the arm behind the back. And, I love uh, that. He put, he put the... He, he, it's like a arm lock body slam where he's got the leg, you got the arm lock. With the Anderson's the first Gene and um, Ole, uh, uh, Gene and Lars Anderson, Ole and Arn Anderson, they used to work the body parts like that. So it's very similar to an Anderson-type move. Yeah, and 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 uh, it looks like uh, Wyndham kind of learned from that school because he's definitely like a body part guy. Um, it gets a little – at one point um, – Wyndham goes for a splash, and um, Anderson gets his knees up. So he and he's like, you know, selling that arm. Um, then so then he's he's got the advantage, and he starts going to work on um, on um, on Wyndham. Um, he, he Arn Anderson's like, you know, mainly a brawl. He doesn't really do that many moves. But uh, talk about this um, this match here. I mean. Did, did, it looked like it wasn't really like that much. I mean, actually, he gets him in a body scissors for a long part of the match, um, and he's fighting out of that for a while. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, this match. You would, you would, you would have if you would if you was coming from another country and you was watching this match, you would have swore there wasn't a heel in this match because it's basically a scientific wrestling match. They're on the ground throughout the, the next fifteen minutes. <laughs> Yeah, at one point Anderson tries to flee the ring and gets carried back by uh, by Wyndham, um, begging begging off. He he seems to want out of this match. Uh, Wyndham's fired up, punching, kicking, throwing Anderson around, um, getting that sleeper hold on him. Um, Anderson quickly, um, he what does he drop down to to break the the sleeper? Um, yes. And uh, yeah, he he. he he finally gets the ropes, um, and uh, let's see. I mean, what is the finish of this? Oh, this is it's a time limit, right? It's a time limit draw. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a superplex. Then, then after the match, Fernandez um, destroys him and win the title. Right. So this now, but this is not the first. I mean, they they probably met a bunch of times in this year. Probably. Well, after. After this match is over, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard a month later become world tag team champions by beating the Rock and Roll Express. And then in early 88, after Lex Luger uh, turns face and is no longer a member of the Horsemen, him and Barry Windham form a tag team, and they feud with Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard until beating them for the world tag team titles at the very first Clash of Champions. A great, great, great match. Um, I, I believe we covered that on the Greatest Match Series. I think, matter of fact, we did. Barry Windham and Lex Luger beating 
Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson at the very first Clash of the Champions. This, that title reign would only last three to four weeks as they would lose the title on the TV taping to, back to uh, Blanchard and Anderson. That was the night Barry wouldn't have turned on Lex Luger to become a member of the Horsemen. There you go. So, so then you get the 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 horsemen that have been immortalized in the uh, the WWE w- Hall of Fame. You have yeah. which the that is Barry Windham, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, and Ric Flair. And this is because uh, of, well, I of, believe that's the best. That's the best horseman quartet anyway. That's the all four super workers. But the classic one was Ollie and Arn. Well, that's the very original. The original yeah. horsemen are only Arn, Flair, and Blanchard. But the one are universally recognized as the best, and the one that's in the WWE Hall of Fame is Wyndham, Blanchard, Anderson, and Flair. So then we go to this match in 90. Now, this is way, this is a lot. This is four years later. So um, four years later, and this is a few months after Flair leaves uh, WCW NWA. The Horsemen are disbanded. Barry Wyndham turns face, and Arn Anderson and Barry Wyndham engage in a brief feud, and then the rivalry will continue. I will mention that after this match, the rivalry becomes even more heated. So here you have um, Barry Wyndham working on that leg of Arn Anderson. He basically, like, he's just... Now, the match starts, the match starts with, um, with uh, Barry Wyndham inside a head scissors. Right. Uh, Arn Anderson has Barry Wyndham inside the head scissors, and it's it looks like fellatio is going on. <laughs> <laughs> Those head scissors can get kind of weird. So then, yeah, so he, he works on his legs a lot. Um, finally gets him into figure four. Anderson is um, looks like he's right in the middle, like he's gonna he's gonna tap, but uh, he uh, he managed to get out of it. What? How does he get out of it now? I forget. But anyway, he he gets out. Um, he and and then we have. I think he he reversed. Something. Yeah, now at this point, I just want to mention, um, Arn Anderson is part of the world, WCW World Tag Team Champions. He's holding it with Larry Zbysko at the time, the enforcer. Oh, okay, that's a good, that's a good team. Oh yeah, he finally gets the ropes from the figure four. He he, he tries to go outside. Then you have um, him getting chased outside by Wyndham. Wyndham gives him that Ric Flair knee breakers outside. And Anderson is just on rubbery legs. Um, he, but Anderson manages to get uh, Wyndham slammed into the post. Then he starts going to work on him outside. Um, he starts fucking with his arm on the uh, post there, um, really working on uh, Barry Wyndham's left arm, just like fucking with. It. And and he just that's most of the match. It's just hurting. <laughs> At least most of his offense is just on that arm, just just like wrapping right, it around right. the rope. And um, eventually, um, you have him. He just keeps trying to submit him with that fucking arm, um, almost for like ten minutes. They, this is like something that you don't usually see in these today's matches. To somebody just really going relentless on the arm, doing the slam onto the arm. Right. Uh, right. So he finally um, manages to come back, and he starts going back on the. We're talking about Wyndham. Talking about on the leg of um, of Barn Anderson. Um, swings him in, gets the um, gets hit, gets kicked into the um, gut. Anderson. Both of them are down. They're both fucking hurt. One's holding the arm. One's holding the fucking leg. 
Then you got Anderson back on the arm with the chicken wing, uh, just really like cranking it in. Um, it looked like it was really painful, actually. And then you have um, uh, back to the leg for um, Wyndham. Um, so basically, it's just like leg on one. And finally, um, uh, Wyndham gets that, um, tries to get the sleeper, but then turns into kind of a bulldog. Yes, 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 yes. And um, he's he gets the headlock again. Anderson, somehow they both bonk heads or something uh, after, like, going into the ropes, and they're both down. Uh, so Anderson kind of has the advantage. So Anderson's, like, he's staggered. He wants to do something, I think, from the, the top rope. And uh, he comes down. Let's see what. Yeah, what happens in this thing here? I'm like these these matches are mixing together for me here. Okay, no, so yeah, no. yeah, no. So so this match is um, it's pretty heated. I mean, it's it's got a lot of heat in it. You got um, both both competitors pretty wary. Um, Anderson keeps coming to the corner, charging uh, Wyndham. Wyndham keeps getting the leg up. Wyndham finally, from the second turnbuckle, gets a huge lariat on Anderson. Um, it's about to fucking pin him, but Anderson does the whole rope leg thing. Um, finally, um, so a few near falls for uh, Wyndham, uh, but then Anderson, somehow um, Anderson pulls out the win by, what, pulling the trunks? Yeah, but Ron Simmons comes to the ring and tells the referee that he held the trunk. The referee restarts the match. Barry Windham does the, you know, uh, does the small package for the win, and Barry Windham gets the win. Yeah, that was that's kind of an, an odd thing that doesn't usually happen. The ref doesn't just listen to a wrestler um, about what the, about a bad call. It doesn't usually start the match. It kind of caught Anderson off guard. He thought he won, and then all of a sudden he gets rolled up. For the pin. Yeah. So then, um, I mean, this is not obviously um, they would meet several times between now and the next. Now, the next. now I will mention after this. So after this match is over, Barry Windham is in a tag team with Dustin Rhodes, and two weeks later, at the Clash of the Champions, it's supposed to be uh, Dust, uh, Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham challenging for the World Tag Team Titles, held by Arn Anderson and Larry Sabisco. Before the before the uh, before the match begins in the parking lot, the Dangerous Alliance attacks a Barry Windham, and so it's Arn Anderson and Larry Sabisco against Dustin Rhodes and a surprise a surprise partner. That surprise partner, and it's a match another match we covered on the Greatest Matches of All Time uh, podcast. What Rhodes? I mean, yeah, Rhodes and Steamboat beat Anderson and and. Pisco to win the WTW World Tag Team Championship. They will hold the title for a few months when Arn Anderson and beautiful Bobby Eaton, members of the Dangerous Alliance, would get the World Tag Team titles. And so in December of 1992, I mean, June of 1992, the third match we're talking about, uh, what you call it, Bar- uh, Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton had recently lost the tag team titles to the Steiner brothers, and Barry Windham had recently beaten. So on this edition of, of this match that we're talking about, 
June 6, 1992, is Barry Windham defending the world TV title against Arn Anderson, member of the Dangerous Alliance, managed by Paulie Dangerson. So the Horseman is not is nowhere around here because no, Flair. No, because now it's the Dangerous Alliance because Flair's in WWF at this time. Right. So the Dangerous Alliance. Who's who's in the Dangerous Alliance? The Dangerous Alliance is one of the great short-lived factions of all time. The five and they basically that was a faction from November of 1992 till a uh, the summer of 1992, early fall 1992, when it was broken up by Bill Watts. The members of the Dangerous Alliance were Larry Sapisco, Bobby Arn Anderson, Rick Rude, and Stunning Steve Austin. A tremendous, tremendous five-man unit. Wow, a lot of good count there. Uh, so, in this match, you have um, three. You got Anderson. I mean, you got Wyndham getting the first fall with... Uh, and, and the best of the three matches. This was a tremendous match. Tremendous match. Yeah, a lot of heat here. Wyndham getting the first fall with a, what was it, a lariat? A lariat off the top rope. Oh, beautifully done. Yeah. Then uh, Anderson comes back with a spine buster. The, the spine buster to win the second. See, I love this. They both use their signature holes to win the first two falls. And then the third fall was just action-packed left and right. Yeah, I mean, and it, for Anderson almost gets pinned. Uh, but uh, Paulie puts his foot on the rope. See, Paulie twice. Paulie puts his foot on the rope one time, and then Anderson has the figure four leg lock on Wyndham. Wyndham re- reverses it, and then Anderson grabs the rope to be bro- so twice. It was broken up by the ropes. And 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 you have um, also Anderson working on the leg there too. So so. <laughs> Now, which fall was it that, that Barry Wyndham takes that tumble over the top rope, that great bump that he said he does, where uh, Arn Anderson falls, um, he misses, Arn Anderson goes to the ground, and Barry Wyndham leaps over the top rope and crashes to the concrete. Oh, I, I think that's toward the end. Right, right, right. But, yeah, so they're they're outside, they're brawling. Um, you got... Um, Anderson just basically on his. Uh, but yeah, like, when Wyndham's outside the ring and Anderson is uh, 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 arguing with the referee, Paulie hits hits uh, Barry Wyndham in the back with his cell phone. That's right. Now that um, that cell phone was like the 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 weapon of choice for. But but this uh, this uh, I don't watch the product. I haven't watched the product in forever. Paul Heyman, does he have an iPhone at every time now? But he had it this <laughs> No, he doesn't. He doesn't fuck around with the phone anymore. I mean, <laughs> I, would be, I would imagine, but his gimmick would be he's got the iPhone every time. <laughs> oh no! So we don't, we don't even get a third fall in this match because uh, Steve Austin oh, so, comes in. Yeah, uh, Sonny Steve Austin comes in the ring and they and they jump they they jump on Barry Windham and they beat him down and he he's not saved by anybody. But referee Bill Alfonso comes out and helps bring him out of the ring and raises his hand in victory. <laughs> yeah, I guess that technically is the third fall. He gets disqualification. Yeah, he's so, the third fall by disqualification. And he retains the world TV title. So, he, yeah, because it looked like he was about to win. He was about to get um, Ann Arnenson in the Superplex. That would have been the end. So That would have been the end, yeah. So then you have... Um, Stunning Steve with that fucking ridiculous haircut coming in. Uh, 
Yeah, they were trying Second. to walk in the middle of you, Ric Flair, and that was a huge fail. I mean, they wouldn't let Steve Austin talk at the very beginning. From 91, he didn't start talking until they hit him and Brian Pillman formed the Hollywood Blondes in early 1993, and that's when you filed... You finally get to see Stone, uh, Sunny Steve Austin, Steve Austin, with his great promos. Him and Tillman had. Now let's talk about Arn Anderson for a second here. Um, did he have? Was there any bad blood between him and Ric Flair? I know they've been best of friends for years. Okay, so they didn't have any falling out or anything. It was so. It was, no, no. Who had the no, falling out? Was it Oli? Oli had the falling out with with them. It was I know Arn and Flair are, are best of friends. So, so Oli had a legit beef with the with the other horsemen. Oli's a Oli's a cantankerous old motherfucker. He's just an angry motherfucker. But uh, back then, when the horsemen were formed, back in uh, actually when when the Oli and Arn Anderson became a tag team, the Oli really didn't want to wrestle anymore. He had made a lot of money. He only continued to wrestle because Crockett was paying him a lot of money. But he he really wasn't into it. See, Tully Blanchett, Art Anderson, and Rick Flair, they would go from town to town, Jiggy Dillon also, and they would bang every bitch that that they wanted them from hotel to hotel. Only Anderson just wanted to go to his hotel room, uh, drink a bottle of scotch, and watch watch uh Ward and the Golden Girls and shit like that on television. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just tired. <laughs> Uh, he was the, he was the oldest member of the, of the crew. He, he wasn't into that party. Uh, when Luca joined them, and Luca was 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 a perfect man, uh, a fit because he loved that shit. Yeah, I'm sure he partied hard. Yeah. As, as as he partied so hard that Elizabeth died. So we know how he partied. No. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have um, this. So this, yeah, I mean, this was a uh, talk about Wyndham Wyndham's career. When them, um, now, Barry Wyndham, after this match, would lose the TV title to Stone Cold to uh, the Sunny Seawater. And then would, uh, would, would win the World Tag Team title in September of 92 with Dustin Rhodes. They beat Dr. Jeff Steve Williams and, and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. And they would hold the title until the Clash of Champions two months later when they would go up against, let me make sure I get this right, Oh, yeah. Hold on. Was it? It was Wyndham and Rose. But, oh, yeah. They will lose the tag team titles two months later at the Clash of Champions in November of 92. It was a face versus face tag team match. Wyndham and Rose, Barry Wyndham and Dustin Rose versus Ricky the Dragon, Steve and Shane Douglas. In that match, Wyndham wanted to uh, cheat. Barry Wyndham wouldn't let Wyndham cheat. Steve and Douglas won the tag team titles. In the in the locker room, Steamboat and Douglas are being interviewed, and Barry Window comes out and destroys both of them with a chair. Great fucking angle. Barry Window turns heel and begins the tag team with uh, uh, Brian Pillman for a little while. There was a classic Starcade '92 match that we covered on the greatest matches of all time, where Barry Window and, and Brian Pillman lost to Steamboat and Shane Douglas. Barry Window in so, 1993 would defeat the Great Muda to become the to become the NWA World Champion, and would have some great matches with Ric Flair, Two Cold Scorpio, and so forth. Until he finally lost the title to Flair in July of '93, 
Barry Windham would get injured, hurt his leg, retire for a little while, come back and was some of the same. Oh, so that's what the issue was, huh? He put on yeah. some weight too, it looked like. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. When he was, the, he had an, a, an Achilles tear, of, uh, uh, and he never fully recovered, recovered from that. When he came back, he was never the worker he was during his time period. This time period, ninety-one to uh, ninety-three, Barry Windham was one of the greatest workers on the planet. Especially for his size, he was probably the greatest for the six-six uh, size. Six foot six. Oh, he, yeah, he's quite uh, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I can't argue with you. <laughs> I mean, just... I mean, the Undertaker was a great worker, but in his prime, never the worker Barry Windham was. Yeah, well, at the time, I mean, did they, did they do a tag team together, or was it, no, it was uh, him no, and Oh, when Spine? he came back, he was with JBL, that horrific blackjack tag team. Yeah. Oh, right, right. But but who was, who was in the skyscrapers? It was... Uh, Oh, it was Danny Spivey and Danny Spivey and um, the other taker, B. Mark Okay, yeah, I remember because people used well, to mix up. Well, Danny Spivey was always the Barry Windham, the big Barry Windham. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely a Barry Windham, and then he was in with Mike Rotundo too. He replaced. Well, him, when uh, Barry Windham left to go to Florida in late 1985, McMahon teamed uh, Danny Spivey with Mike Rotundo as the new U.S. Express ticket. Well, he looks like Barry Windham. No one's going to notice. <laughs> yeah, but Danny Spivey was no. He was Barry no fucking Barry Windham, right? Yeah. All right, well, uh, I guess we can wrap this up, and uh, we're going to be coming back with another great rivalry here on Pro Wrestling Opinion Show. Would you, would oh, and we're going to love this one. One Recently, great news, you know. I finally subscribed to the WWE Network last night for the first. I don't know how long the network's been out. I think two years, maybe three years. I don't know. I refused because I didn't like the fact that they weren't going to share their classic content, the, the millions of hours they have on classic content. Well, last Tuesday, it was revealed that they had the last battle in Atlanta, the holy grail of all wrestling matches, the legendary match between Tommy Rich and Buzz Sawyer. Well, yesterday... I subscribed to the network, and that match is one of the greatest matches in the history of professional wrestling. So next week, robberies match uh, uh, will be Tommy Rich versus Buzz Sawyer, culminating in that last battle of Atlanta, which is on the WWE Network for all you listeners. And um, I will sprinkle in two other matches that led up to this classic match, which there was so much blood on that match that both men had to have contracted AIDS from this match. Now, what is what is the uh, what is it that no one's ever really seen a replay of the match since the Well, so it, it was claimed that Ole Anderson lost this match by either putting it in the basement where they eat, where where where, where the radiator erased the tapes, or that he erased the tapes by by copying over them by the weekly uh by by his weekly World Championship Wrestling show. Nope. That did not happen. It was on an old Omni reel that was never discovered till a few months ago when the, the WWE DVD to to, to uh, not even DVD to uh, the network. Yeah, to the network streaming. That's when they discovered they had this match. Wow! So no one's really seen it until since then. Till now, yes. Wow, that's amazing. All right, great. So we'll be talking about that great rivalry. Yeah, so, and, uh, so, Logan, go on to the WWE Network. Check that match out. 
it's everything you want in a and by the way, it was the very first match ever held with a roof on the top of a cage. Oh, cool. So All right. basically it's the it's the forefather of the Hell in the Cell. It's the original Hell in the Cell match. Yeah, yeah. Well it looks like it was it was hell. And the sure. WWE, I gotta give credit, properly properly say that because there's subtitles on the bottom of the match that this is the forefather to the hell of the cell and it's the forefather to the war games as well because remember the war games had a roof on the cage. Good point. Good point. All right, we're looking forward to that. So we will be talking about that and later on today we are going to be discussing well, who's the guy? One of the one of the five greatest Mexican fighters of all time. One of the five greatest fighters in the last fifteen years. One Manuel Marcus. There you go. So uh, looking forward to that. We'll talk to you soon, man. And uh, and uh, yeah, that should be good. Marquez, I'm going to watch his fights right now. All right, take care. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you soon next week. Peace.